Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40, 35, into the 30, cut back 25, into the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad idea we have, sir. All right, we are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined as always by Ed. Um, yeah. Fantasy football t- <laughs> today. <laughs> um, uh, yesterday we discussed um, draft day. Today we're going to talk a little bit about draft market. Mm-hmm. And you and I discussed offline earlier today. We're like... I feel like this is a subject that, like, we were, I don't know, pushing up against for years without, like, a clear definition of it. Like, oh, I would rather this guy go here than there and that kind of stuff. Or, like, is it worth waiting? And I think just putting it in the, like, I don't know, supply, demand, and stock market terms makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I hate it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um yeah, we had a pretty lengthy discussion um, earlier today about this this subject. Like, I think you asked me, like, when, because I used this phrase last week, formulaic. Like, when did it become like a formula? And my answer was when fantasy football became essentially a business, right? Like... And what I meant by that, I don't mean like the big corporations having it as a business, but more so when people realized they could make it their business, like that they could make money analyzing the game, right? And in a fantasy football sense. Yeah, I think that like that started it probably. And I also think that like daily like there being so much money like typically fantasy football is is a local exchange of money you know like it's Mm -hmm. people who are friends and it's you know a nominal amount a hundred dollars or less or you know like at the most a two hundred dollar league you know like um and it was a nominal amount of money and it was you know like and then when when daily came out and it became literally millions of dollars you know, yes. that also pushed it further where like more people who have like statistics backgrounds and mathematical backgrounds, less people who are fans of the game. Like um, research. There are like there are um, companies that pay people that have doctor's degrees to do research. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. like because there's a lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of money. Um, it's it's basically gambling. It, I mean, it is gambling. Um, it's a long form of it, but I think that's when things have changed a bit. Where um, 
you're, you're given like you're given basically who to take um, and it's become like a formula so I'm interested to see um, I, I did an, a funny exercise with you I sent you who like basically what the first round is going to look like who's picking who um, I want to see how close that comes. So, um, yeah, I guess like point being is there's a lot point being is there's a lot of information out there for you to, 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 to look at. And a lot of it is, is worth your time, you know? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, I always say is like, don't, you gotta, like, there's a lot to find. Find, I'm not saying cherry pick what you agree with. It's good to hear things that you don't, but don't go in with ranks of people that you don't like. Um, Find something that jibes with how you feel. But I think it's, this is like a good exercise. As I said, this is like one of the last shows we're going to get prior to, to most drafts, you know, for, for some people like this is, this episode's airing Friday. You may be drafting this weekend. You may be drafting the weekend after. So you got in, in our case, that means you got two more shows after this one, you know, like, um, there's only so much more information we can give you. Um, Mm -hmm. you might have to look at, look up articles or find different things to, to expand upon, um, the knowledge of some of these players. But we're going to go through this exercise where we're looking down, not the ranks, but the average draft. And we're going like, well, maybe, maybe we're a little wrong here. Maybe. And the market, because average draft might be different than the variance in ranks, because that's, this is pooling information of people drafting, you Mm -hmm. know? So um, it's, it'll be interesting to look at. And it'll be interesting to look at like maybe some players that we think are um, outside of and in, in a positive or negative where where you know maybe we're a little wrong on You're right so round one, I think that like that one through twelve. I'm not looking at anybody here and saying like eh, you know like this this person's way too high you know i think we're all pretty comfortable with this top 12 yes i mean i think absolutely if if nobody in this top 12 got hurt i think they would probably finish in the top 12 right right um or in the top couple in their position no worse than a top 12 at their position yeah, I mean, you could switch the order a bit. Depending um, on preference, that's why we do ranks. Yes. Uh, I would say, like, in this top 12 are our riskiest players, I think, are Barkley and probably, would you say, Taylor? Yeah, but I think Taylor's an interesting name. So obviously he had an injury to his offensive line, but I wonder, like, it's like a four-pick slip. 
right? Like he was going towards the top five. So he hasn't mm-hmm. slipped that far. But I wonder again, are we maybe adjusting too far? Maybe a bit. Um, but I see that it's tough because, you know, like I'm looking and Aaron Jones is below Taylor. Like, I think Jones is is a little bit disrespected, you know, like. Eh, I, I, I think that anybody, though, like if when you're looking at these top nine running backs and I don't want to just go through and and cause we did this mm-hmm. in the top four rounds. But um, I feel like anybody minus McCaffrey and Cook. You could make the argument for any of that next group of guys to go for. Mm-hmm. And I think Jones goes nine because he's not sexy. Um, but you but he's take in a high-powered offense, right? Like, well, he's he's in an offense with one of the high, the best quarterbacks in the league, and one of the best wide receivers in the league. Right, which but both of them would suffer if there was a quarterback change. You right. know, like really, yes. it comes down to yes one of the best receivers in the league, if Aaron Rod, if it was someone different than Aaron Rodgers, other than maybe Tom Brady um, or uh, Mahomes, uh, you might feel different. Um, so I don't want to get too far in because I just think that like, again, I think that you could group a lot of those guys into the same bunch and you'd be fine shuffling them around. Mm-hmm. Um a player that I feel like um, is not going to – like I feel like the market is going to be higher than where he's going to go in drafts is Joe Mixon. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Current, current <laughs> ADP has Mixon going off. As running back 13, pick 21, um, yep. looks like the best range for him is 18, depending on what you know, platform you're using, uh, the worst being 23. Um, so 21 is kind of an average of those. Uh, and I have a feeling Mixon's going to tumble a little bit further. Um We'll see. You know, the I, I think that the reports out of Brown or uh, Bengals camp have been overwhelmingly negative, and I think um, all of the players are going to slip a little bit more from that from that team. Yeah, I mean they're not a great team, right? Um, and Mixon has had trouble the last two years, right? Staying healthy. Like, I'm looking at this, like, who, who would I rather have? Like, I think I'd rather have Clyde Edwards than a well, you, I Yeah, and I think that, like, when I'm looking down this list, you and I have talked about Edwards going much earlier. He might not. You know, like, if you look at some of the other names, it would be more or less um, how late does Mahomes go in the second round? Um, do 
And I've been looking at Clyde Edwards being like more an early second round, but he might not be. Um, but I would certainly rather have Clyde Edwards than Mixon. Um, but I'd rather have Mixon than Dobbins. Yeah, I'm... It's okay if you disagree. I, um, I, I I do a little bit. Like I almost disagree in that. Like I'd rather almost have Montgomery than Mixon. Well, I think that that's the next name we'll discuss. So yeah. like um, the two two names as we come down are Montgomery and Josh Jacobs, and I think that this would be an open ended question of like, are we too low or too high? Yes. Um, I think right we're now, a little bit, yeah, I think we're a little bit too low on Montgomery versus like, I mean, we're talking what, seven spots, seven spots for Montgomery, nine for Josh Jacobs in comparison to Mixon. I don't know, man. Like, Again, we could be wrong, right? Like, but I feel like a pick of Mixon is going to disappoint. I don't know why I, I have that. Like, it's preconceived. I know. Um, Which, you know, sometimes we get that in our heads. Like, and and it winds up being a mistake. But um, that's how I'm feeling this year. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm okay. Like, I feel like the market. Like, I prefer Jacobs to Montgomery, and this is one of those things where. When it comes to Montgomery, we tend to look at like one the total, like how he finished last year, and he was very good at the end of the year. So there's like recency bias. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that he gets disrespected because I feel like when he gets the opportunity, he's good. Um, and I don't necessarily know that I'm afraid of Tariq Cohen like I used to, like you would have been in previous years. No. Um, and I think the offense will be better once it goes to fields. Um, so, But I think that... I still I think that Jacobs is getting the worst end of the stick here. Um I just want to look at at Jacobs um game log from 2019 if you don't mind because I think that and I've mentioned it um but I think that we're reading into Kenyon Drake a bit much. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that they gave him money, but I feel like um, in 2019, Jacobs ends up with seven touchdowns, 1,100 yards. In 2020, those, those yards come down a little bit, um, even though he played in two more games. Um, and I know that we talk about the negative game scripts. He isn't that good. And you'd like to see targets, but he did end up with 45 last season. Not world-beating, you know, but it's not terrible considering what the narrative is. Uh-huh. And 
again, this is a player I probably won't end up having, but I think that maybe as like like the quote unquote market, I think that there's a big drop off in terms of like ability to finish really well and the rest of the guys kind of going after Jacobs that I'm surprised that he goes after, you know, some of these other players. Well, let me ask you this, like in in the same realm, what about Chris Carson? I've just never been a like Carson has been perfectly fine. His whole career. Yeah. When he plays, he's been very good. I just feel like I'm always going to be lower than where Chris Mar- Chris Carson goes, you know, and I don't know what that bias is. Um, but that's that is what it is, you know. Like I I I, I can't give you a rational stamp on it. Um, Chris Carson over four years has basically two years that are what. Jacob's first two years are um, where he's in the 1100, 1200 yard range. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's really because he can't stay healthy. It's not, I don't think it's talent or I don't, I want to, I mean, he's in a great, great situation, right? Like he's the lead back in Seattle. Yeah. And and he wants to run the ball more. No, I think they want to throw the ball more. <laughs> um, reports are they're going to let Russell Wilson do his thing a little bit more. Mm. Um, and that's at least the preseason reports. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But I also feel like with Carson, they're always trying to push. Remember, it was like Kristen Michael and that Rashad Penny for the last four years is supposed to be, be something, you know, like... Yeah, I just feel like the team is always pushing another player, and I don't know what the deal is there. Um, I, I mean, I'd prefer to have Jacobs over Carson, and it's not costing you a lot more. Um, and the risk is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, that's my own feeling. Take it for what it's worth. I think the market is more wrong on Jacobs than it is on Carson. All right, I'm going to give you two players and tell me where the market is on Swift and Sanders. Miles Sanders, I can't think of a player my opinion has changed more on year to year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was very high on Miles Sanders last year. I'm very low on Miles Sanders this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Like the 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 market hasn't risen for him. There, there's no reason why. Like apparently, uh, what we thought he was good at was receiving out, out of the backfield. Like he's having some trouble in camp catching passes, which is not a really good sign for him. Um, And I know we have a different coaching staff for the Eagles, but he's not the only back in town. Uh, So, like, no, there's like 19 backs here. 
Yeah, I mean, they did release Carry On Johnson. Oh, did they release him today? They released him today, yeah. Um, so well, it's, least... I think that that's because Bart Scott has... What's his... What's, what's... Um, Not Bart Scott, he was a linebacker. Um, <laughs> who's the um, run, uh, running back who catches really well? That It's Scott, like. Byron Scott, maybe. Boston um, Scott? Boston Scott, Boston Scott, sorry. So, so you got Scott there and you got Kenny Gainwell, right? Yeah, um, and I'm not – I think that Miles Sanders, like, dollars to donuts is a better player than both of those guys. That being said, I still don't know – like, I think the market's too high even at pick 36, running back 20. Like, I'd rather have Swift, and Swift has an unclear picture too. You're right. That – it, that's because that team is not good. I mean, I, I feel like they're going to be towards the bottom of, of the league. So I don't like we, uh, you and I both agree 36. We think even at 36, we don't want Sanders. So let's do a pro Sanders take just to, because I think this is a good exercise because you can do it right. Like uh-huh. we can do it with any player that we say we do or don't like. So, um, the Eagles have a good offensive line. They do. Right? And typically, the runner with a rushing quarterback does well. They're, it's the pass-catching backs that suffer. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think that there's a way that Miles Sanders gets top 12. But... I think the Eagles offense, even even under Hertz, who I'm not sure is going to be a long-term starter in the league, and that's not an offense to Hertz. I just, I'm not mm-hmm. sure he's got the, I mean, he might very well be, you know, and I could be very wrong. But I think their offense is going to be better this year than it was last year. They have better weapons this year than they did last year. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Devonta Smith, even as a rookie, is better than the other receivers that they trotted out true. last season. That's true. You know, that even as a true. rookie. And Re- Rieger? 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 Jalen Rieger. Yep. Rieger. Um, Rieger. I'm not so Rieger. sure how, how, whatever way it's said. I'm not sure how good good of a receiver he's going to be um, even if they want to hype up a one-handed catch in practice Um, but again um, probably still represents better than some of the guys that they trotted out last season Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think that they have more weapons and I do think that um, with another year Hurt should be better than he was in the limited action he saw last season um, so there is a way that Miles Sanders could outpace running back 20. I'm just not so sure that the ceiling is very high based on, I would imagine the run, the backfield is going to look a lot like the Indianapolis Colts backfield of two years ago, 
where, you know, like um, Gainwell plays like a Naeem Hines role and Boston Scott or um, basically Sanders plays like what Marlon Mack does. Like he's the guy that kind of does both but isn't great at either. Mm-hmm. We want to root for him. He's a Penn State guy. I'm just not sure that this is a good system for him. Yeah, I, I'm i with you there. I'm going to throw Neen out to you if the market is where it should be. Um, what do you think about Lamb? He's wide receiver 12 right now. I think he's Pick going 37. to... I think he's going to end up as wide receiver eight by the time drafts actually like if you draft this weekend, don't be surprised if Lamb ends up at wide receiver eight. Um, I think that he, like so he's that means risen. he would yeah so that means he would go ahead of Keenan Allen and somewhere tied with AJ Brown. Um, well, here's the thing: is he's wide receiver twelve going at least as far as um, where ADP is now. He's going six spots behind Terry McLaurin, um, four spots behind Allen Robinson. Those are like the two receivers Mm -hmm. going in front of him. I could very well, I mean, I don't think it's crazy for me to say he leapfrogs those two guys. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. So we have the rest of this week and another week. Before, like, basically two weeks from now is, I mean, I would say within the next two weeks, 90% of leagues are drafting, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I think he's going to continue to rise. I will say this. I don't have a study on it, but I, I can almost guarantee that teams that are on hard knocks yes <laughs> their players, players tend to rise a little bit right i think so i think so you get to know them yeah you know like uh i i, I think that that is a fair statement i i cd lane was already on a rocket ship right um he's risen probably by two rounds since we started um doing mock drafts like more regularly. Um, So like over like the last five weeks or so, he's probably risen about two rounds. Um, And I think that he's going to rise. He's now at the tail end, like tail end of the third, beginning of the fourth. I think he's going to get into the middle of the third, maybe even early third. Right. So do you think, I guess, you think that's a fair assessment based off or does I think Hard Knocks to, give him a bump? What, what, I, think what that, is... I think that he's looked good in what yeah. we've seen of him. I think that you're going to have to ask yourself, right? Like, I think that this is a fair thing to say when you're looking at this market and the market price is going to go up. You have to ask yourself is how good do you think the Cowboys offense is going to be? And if you think the Cowboys offense is going to be good, you're going to want CeeDee Lamb because he's the number one. He's probably going to be the number one receiver on that team. And he probably will end up with around the same amount of fantasy points as Cooper, but it will be more predictable. 
Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a plug to another podcast that me and you, like, actually, you turned me on to these guys a couple years ago, the Fantasy Footballers. (laughs) They have a great podcast. They're funny. They have a really good website. Um, I was listening today, and they were talking about second-year it's their go to their latest podcast. They were talking about second year wide receivers and their hit rate. It is pretty remarkable. Um, second year wide receivers outperform their ADP like almost like a hundred percent of the time, which is a, an incredible statistic. So, so, uh, Ed, before you keep yes. going, because I want to pull yeah. it up. Uh, the name of the show is The Fantasy Footballers. Their latest episode is 10 Tips and Tricks to Win Your Fantasy Football League in 2021. Yeah. So when you say latest, it depends when people are listening. So I want to make sure right. I give the podcast episode. Yeah, and, that's exact one. Yep. Um, I just want to make sure it's on there. Um, and I'll just second what you said. Like, There's a reason why theirs is probably the most popular show. It's well-produced. Um, it's entertaining. They give good information. I used to purchase their draft kit. It's actually probably why I started doing my own stuff was um, listening to their process. You yeah, know, so. I mean, but their statistic in that particular show about second-year wide receivers, you have to listen to it because – it literally convinced me that I need to take Lamb. <laughs> well, just know that you're going to be, you're probably going to yes, have to pay I more understand. than you expect. Um, Got it. I, which... I get that. But, like, that's even, like, if we're we're talking even players, like, a little bit down the line of second-year um, wide receivers, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe Brandon Ayuk like, would yes, be a name. Yes, Ayuk. Yes, yeah. Chase like, Claypool would be a name. Like those are second um, year receivers. Maybe Jerry Judy. Jerry know, like, Judy would be. Jerry Judy's a great name. Um, like they're in in years past. Second year wide. T receiver, Higgins. Yes, T Higgins. Like. Yeah, I mean, exactly. These players are always outperforming their ADP. And and um, Lamb is, is kind of leading that pack. But, like, if you – the players all, – all the players we named, like, they're all players that I am – I'm targeting. Um so because of that statistic, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's it, really something. I think that there probably are caveats, um, to like of course, yeah. second year players and what their production was and what their, what they, where they were drafted, um, as far as like on their team, you know, like I'm sure you're not talking about a second year player who was drafted in the fifth round, you know, like, right. um, so I'm sure there are caveats, but it's, it's, I have to listen. I haven't listened. I, Try to tune out a, a good amount of noise. So, uh, it's very easy to mirror um, what people say. So I try to make sure I'm, I'm giving as much original thought as I can. Um, obviously, it's next to impossible because there's so much information that comes to you. So I do try to limit 
um, how much I hear because uh, it's easy to do where you get like um, – What's that called? Where it's like you're not plagiarizing, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, because you I don't mean, realize what you're doing, but you end up regurgitating things. True, um, you're right. Not realizing 100%. that that you are. Um, so I do try to um, tune it, dial it back. So I haven't listened, but um, I think that that part of that conversation of like I'm willing to pay up for lamb is an interesting thing to get to where where we're talking here, which is. We talked a little bit about it on dra- the draft uh, draft day episode, which is it's okay to not just go down your list. It's okay to say, well, I know I've done mock drafts and I've got this player two rounds later when you know that the market may have changed. Right? Like you want to limit how much you might be doing that because you don't want to be stuck holding the bag on a bunch of players that are – Um, potential but haven't done it Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's okay to look around and go if i wait there's a good chance i'm not going to get this player yeah and i think we we just discussed one of them was which was etn right etn we we briefly brushed upon but now we have cd lamb there's going to be some other players as we come down and you know like come down this is the market right or wrong where that's going to be the case, you know, like, um, so the next player that I wanted to talk about, um, in as far as like, is the market right or wrong is miles Gaskin. Mm. Um, cause this is a couple picks later. You're talking about pick 44 versus pick 37. I think the market's way too high still, even at running back 21. And I think that this is a guy in miles Gaskin. We're just saying, well, it's a starting running back. I think I'd rather have Daryl Henderson than Miles Gaskin. I He's, yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Um because another player that you know, not to cut you short here, but another guy that falls in the same realm is Mike Davis, right? Like I feel like they're pretty close, Gaskin and Davis, like they're separated because by basically a round, though. Yeah, they're 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 both starting running backs on their teams. Correct. Um, I would say I will say this: like both have their own question marks, but I'd rather put my eggs in the Mike Davis basket, and this is why: um, the Falcons went out and signed Davis, whereas I feel like Gaskin, like. Yes, there is a lack of like talent on the depth chart, but it's a it's a by default starter here. It's not a um it's not necessarily a talent winning out thing mm-hmm. where like they you know, like they tried Matt Breida was supposed to be the starter last year and he looked great in the preseason and um Salvin Ahmed, I think, was like another guy that they tried trotting out there. Um, and you're talking about, a, you know, like he plays 10 games, so he misses some time. But you're talking about 584 yards. You're not talking about some prolific guy like James Robinson last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally, like, I think the market's way too high on Gaskin. Like, um. 
Now he is going. Let me see. Forty-four. Pick, pick forty-four. So what's Running that? Running back end twenty-one. Of the, about ends of the third. You know, uh, four, like, you're into the fourth. Twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six. Yeah, yeah. forty-eight. So, yeah, and really towards the like, towards the back end of the fourth. Um, but I'd rather have some of the guys. If I'm going to take a shot on like, well, it might be this running back. I'd rather take the shot at, you know, like say again, like I waited or I'm really looking for a running back too. I'd rather take that shot at Henderson or um, Mike Davis than on Gaskin. Yeah. uh, So great point. So fourth round, that could be your second running back, right? Depending on how you draft it. Yeah. Like, you want to spend that fourth on Gaskin or a Robinson, Henderson, Davis? Like, I'm with you. Like, I, I almost rather have those three who are going much later um, than a Gaskin who, in a way, like, yeah, 500 yards, 10 games. Um. Yeah, that that that's my opinion. Like, who else did they? Who did they bring in? Too, I fr- I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, not much. Um, I'm pulling up their depth chart now. Yeah. So, um, not much. They did. Br- they do have Malcolm Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Salvin Ahmed is still there. Um. Patrick Laird, they drafted a kid named Jared Dokes. Um, so there's not like, there's not a big name or a, another player to take it. But again, um, it doesn't strike a lot of confidence either. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Malcolm Brown ends up eating into some of those, uh, rushing attempts and targets. All right, so for instance, like, uh, like basically two picks later, Kareem Hunt is going after Gaskin. Well, I would take Hunt, not just, you know, and we've, we've, I've professed my love for Nick Chubb, right? Like, I don't have to keep going to this well. But uh, I would take Hunt because he does have a, Role in the offense, even with Chubb playing, and if Chubb goes down, Hunt is a top ten running back. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I yeah, think I'm not. I'm not. I'm not high on Gaskin up really at all here. No, and and like as much as I said, like I'm not like there's not a statistical reason to be high on Henderson. He's still going to be the lead back on what should be a good offense, which is still valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd much rather have hunt or Henderson because they're going to be on better offenses or what should be on paper, better offenses. I'll give you an interesting name here. I'm, I'm going to go to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. Michael Thomas. I Where's he? I mean, where did the market land on now? So, cuz he still was going 70. 
wide receiver 27. Yeah. Um, so 70 puts you into what round? Uh, sorry. I'm like, um, having a brain <laughs> fart. You're talking about round five, almost six. Yep. Um, probably not now, for me. Yeah, now players going around him were Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase, Claypool, Higgins, Kenny Galday, Ayuk. Um, well, I probably here's the thing is I probably want any of them because right now all of them are. I think on pace to start at least start the season on time. And you're drafting Thomas with missing multiple games from the jump. Mm-hmm. And we supposedly played he in over a season. Up. Yeah, but he hasn't played in over a season and he's missing multiple weeks. Right. So at what week does he actually get up to being Michael Thomas? And like it's nice. Like you can't draft. You can't draft in this round. You can in round eight, maybe, but you can't draft in this round a player that's not going to be contributing, maybe for seven weeks or six weeks. Uh-huh. Um, you need wins, and in the sixth round, this is a borderline starter on your fantasy team. You can't be drafting for hopefully playoffs and back end of the season. Yeah, and especially, like, I feel like I just got done saying about the second-year wideouts. Like, Claypool and Higgins are, and, and Iuk are all in that range. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a hard pass this year on Thomas. Especially, like, much, we don't yeah. really know his, his, uh, his timetable. His timetable and the quarterback, like I'm fine with whoever it's going to be. Honestly, if Michael Thomas were starting week one, and right. it were what's whoever you who would you prefer, Winston or or um, Hill, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, um, probably Winston. I mean, he's it does. You don't have to give me your justification. So I'm yeah. just saying, like whichever <laughs> your preference is. I would say I'd still be fine if Taysom Hill was a starter and and Thomas was starting week one. I'd still be fine taking Thomas in the second round. Um, but he's not. So, like, I wouldn't mind, like, worst case scenario, whichever quarterback you would less prefer, I still think Thomas will be fine. But I don't know if that means he's going to be fine in a usable time frame for your fantasy season. Mm-hmm. Just because he misses pretty much all of last season, he's missing camp, he's missing preseason, he's missing the first couple weeks of this season. It's going to take a little bit for him to get going. And do you want to sacrifice? Do you want to sacrifice the opportunity to have a contributor now for the hope that he's going to be a contributor later? Right. I don't. And I don't think it's a wise bet. I don't either. 
Um, I'm gonna give you a name, and we're move. I'm gonna move over to uh, tight end, because mm-hmm. um, I think he's he's risen. Um, Kyle Pitts, like he is now 49. I'm fine with the market being where it and is, and he's a fourth wide receiver. I'm sorry, tight end. Tight end. So he's above Andrews, which is going he's a couple above picks later. Andrews, yeah. Um, the only reason I'd probably take Andrews above him now is Andrews is more likely than not the only like pass catcher in Baltimore to start the season. Um, Watkins is hurt. Uh, Hollywood Brown is hurt. Rashad Bateman's not going to start the season on time. Um, so there's probably a lot of touchdowns in line for Mark Andrews. Um, and yeah, it's but about... What about Hawkinson, like same same sort of situation. Hawkinson may lead that team and yeah, targets. But... You know, I think the Baltimore team is better. Like the offense, even without oh, wide receivers, better. But is is Atlanta better than Detroit? I think the question is, is is Matt Ryan at this point in his career towards the twilight better than Goff is not in the twilight of his career? Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta's hurting for weapons too, but Ridley is going to keep teams from double covering pits. True. Um, at least on paper, you know, so like, and Hawkinson, but Hawkinson has the benefit of being in the league now for two years. That being said, it's another entirely new offense for him. So I'm fine with taking Pitts above Hawkinson. I, I, I am. Uh, that may be the wrong bet, <laughs> um, but I'm fine with are it. You, are you good with taking Pitts in the fifth round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's rich. It's expensive, but you have to look at again what where's the upside for some of these players, and is the upside for um, maybe not Pitts and Hawkinson? They're going within six picks of each other, so it's it's a half a round. It's not a big difference. But when you get in that next group of tight ends, like so, say you put Pitts behind Hawkinson, and it's only a flip flop of six picks. But when you get to now down to um, Tight end seven, mm-hmm. Noah Fant. Well, I'd definitely rather have Pitts than Noah Fant. I think that he has a higher ceiling. All right, let's move over to quarterback. Um, here's here's a n- name for you. Is the market too low on Tom Brady? <laughs> Um, quarterback nine. Yep. So probably, but the thing is, is like most of the quarterbacks in the top five, even a top six will get you rushing yards. And, um, that there it's, it's the reverse, right? Like, um, it's like the the Nick Chubb versus the other like running backs um, or Derrick Henry, where like um, they're not really going to get the catches, 
Uh, so it, it caps some, but he still can finish as one even without them. You know, mm-hmm. like, so the market is probably too low, but I understand why it's here. I'd be very happy to get Tom Brady a pick 74. It's a yeah, very good too. offense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, do you see him throwing less than 4,500 yards? Probably. Even if he does. Even if he does, I bet you the upside in touchdowns is just so high. You know, if, if you said Tom Brady's going to throw 40 touchdowns next year, yes, that's a lot. See, I, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I would rather have Brady than Herbert, and they're going, like, 22 picks, 22 picks apart. Yeah, Brady had 40 touchdowns last season. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, I mean, the market is probably too low on Tom Brady. Um, but I also think that this is probably not going to be representative of like people's drafts. I don't hmm. think Tom Brady is going to go pick 74 in an average home league draft. Okay. But even if he's quarterback nine, that's probably too low. So whenever quarterbacks come off the board, if he's the ninth one off the board, yeah, he's probably uh-huh. too low. He probably should be up, uh-huh. up a little bit more, you know, right. but as Russell Wilson should probably be better than quarterback seven. Mm, me. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. I, I'm not I mean, saying I he should see. be quarterback two, but he probably should be, you know, Russell Wilson or, or Lamar Jackson. Right. Yes. Like Lamar Jackson's quarterback that. four, you know, right. like, so quarterback's a weird one, man. Like it's a little tougher because I also think the market's probably too high on Jalen hurts at quarterback 10. I, I would not agree w- more with you there. Yep. That's a that's a great comparison. So, um, now that we're getting into like picks, you know, seventy and eighty, it's probably a good like. My opinion, I think that you agree. Once we get into rounds nine, it's kind of silly to worry about where guys should go. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is a good good time to kind of come in and and. And do a um, a look up on on where people are going, um, where the market is. If you haven't done a mock draft or you've only done live ones or whatever else, and you only have so much time to do those, where certain players are going, what it feels like for you know for those uh, the last. Uh, but I think it is a good chance, a good time to stop. Um, but I will say to to bring it back, um, I also think the market is too high on Adam Thielen. Um, at wide receiver 18. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that that's a good place to stop because that brings us back into the fourth round. Um, was there anybody else you wanted to discuss? Uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't think so. So um, that's our kind of market check or status of you know, the cryptocurrencies. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> 
We'll be back next week with two topics yet to be discussed. If you guys are drafting this week, I would say good luck, but it's not all luck. Um, But have fun. Have fun, man. All right. All right.